hope whoever she doesn't listen because I'm bamboozling her. So always look a man in the eye. Always meet him halfway. And never show anybody all your cards. If anybody needs to listen to the point I'm always making, it's you. He came in with his McDonald's. He came, I wasn't playing. Y'all thought I was playing. Check the old episodes. He came through again with the Mickey D's cup. What am I supposed to do? There's no cell phones. You know, yeah, so we just start walking. So, and that became almost a routine. Good morning, people. We, uh, I don't want to say we back, but I'm going to say it every time I come on here because I'm back. You know what I mean? We back. And I hope y'all having a good morning, man. I hope y'all staying up and staying tuned with, you know, these unpopular celebrities. And uh, I, I, got, I just want to give y'all a quick update real quick, you know, from 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 uh, my last roast session that I have to give you for your boy Pete. So I did. You know, I was out. First off, let me apologize for being out last last episode. I had got. Uh, caught up with a with a quarantine. No, I don't have COVID. You know, it was just a formality, so I had to uh, stay away from everybody, or whatever. So, shout out to uh, Pete and uh, Chief Counsel for for uh, holding the reins or whatever, and Always. putting it out, and uh, you know, keeping y'all entertained until we got back to a regular scheduled program. But guess what? Walked in the building today. Hey, Pete had the fan See, going I, in the ceiling. Hold up, hold up, what, hold man? up, hold up. What? You roasted me for like three minutes. Good. And you going to come in, big shout out. Hey, you got listen, to sit man. The I, look, look. I don't know what you want, man. I ain't, if you expected pom-poms, and it, you better, you might as well just relax. Did, look, let, anyway. me, let me do my own intro. No, Let me up. do my own intro. Yeah. After much criticism about yeah. if the ceiling fan's going to be up and operational, like I said, we up and running, Listen, spinning in no. the right. You feel the cool air coming in? No, I don't. Do you feel the Arctic no, breeze in Arizona no, no. hitting me. you right now? Do you see the light shining? Be it looks like Jesus himself yeah. is coming down and anyway, shining light listen, in the room. No. It, let me tell y'all something. Don't don't believe any of that nonsense you just said. <laughs> because if y'all realize I said I apologize for being out of the pocket, right? So that means it was two weeks it took him to get this fan But no, fan it was up. up in a week. We nah, was ready. It, it you got you- quarantined. We couldn't do it. But look, it was ready. Yeah. It was ready to go. No. The room looks immaculate. Do you see the shine, the ambiance of the room? You can't even spell ambiance. Anyway, <laughs> it, let me tell y'all, if... I haven't tested it myself. Let me give y'all. First of all, when I came in, yeah, it is on. It is spinning. The light is on. But I haven't turned the light switch off. So if I do, it probably starts spinning backwards and starts sparking. <laughs> but I'm not willing to test that theory. So anyway, it, it, let's just leave it at. I'm, I'm going to give him a little bit of that for finishing, putting the My fan man. up. You know, let it is a little, little bit cooler. He didn't say nothing when he walked in. He didn't even be like, oh, shit, like the fan. Because I, I don't care. Exactly. He cared enough to roast me when there was wires hanging out. I don't care, bro. He cared enough to roast me when wires were hanging out. Exactly. But now that it's up in operation, he's like, oh, this is normal. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, this is what's supposed and, to be. I, I should have never came here with wires hanging out. I, this is this is what it's supposed to look like. So you, you let, let me, you want me to give you gratitude for if that even a word but anyway That's you want me to give you praise for something that you should have done i've never yeah. been in jail before well, okay i'm happy for you <laughs> be that by you know i'm happy for you i'll just try anyway to y'all went you know when you see this episode come out you know post under a comment or something and just yeah. tell him congratulations he finally got something finished i can't even say in a timely manner but much, anyway, much love to everybody who posts that. Much love. Yeah. Y'all Matter of fact, that. don't post nothing for them. See the anyway, hey man. But I just want to let y'all know I'm back. Welcome back. Full effect. Welcome back. You know what I'm saying? It is about to be another wonderful episode of yes, these unpopular celebrities, man. Um, shout out to, again to everybody that been listening up until this point. You know, but I but I came in the building. I was thinking. I said, man, you know. I got to share my story. You know, I hope uh, people got something out of it. I hope you got to learn a little bit more about me. I hope you, you know, found a way to possibly hear what I talked about and maybe, you know, look in the mirror and say, you know, if he could do it, I could do it. Um, but, you know, it, it it came off. I thought about it. I was like, man, it might be kind of selfish if I just got out there and, and got to tell my story and we not 
we not hear more about this uh fan installing individual <laughs> from Modesto. Holla. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I was kind of curious because he said a couple of things while I was talking um, and he never got to elaborate, man. So I think it's only right that we we flip the channels, you know, hear about this guy, Pete, man, see where he started off, you know, see if he was a male stripper or some see, nonsense like that. Why or, he always got to take it to I, I'm just straight. saying, you look like you do weirdo stuff like that. But anyway. You the one, 6'2", uh, <laughs> 250 pounds, and you talking about Pete. Hey, man, go ahead. You might have you done some weird stuff in your look, day, man, I, you know. So, look, I do got, and everybody tells me I got an interesting story, but I don't know any better. My story is my story, so it's hard to say if it's interesting or not. Hey, man, everybody's story should be interesting. Interested yeah. in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? So, but uh, so a little bit of background. Like I said, I come from Modesto, California. Shout out to the 209, hard streets of Modesto. Oh, here we go. But I mean, you don't know no better. You 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 grew up where you grew up. Mm. Uh, a little bit about me and uh, my daddy's white, my mama's black. So, of course, biracial family. Interesting. Um, my dad, and this is very interesting, what people find interesting. Uh, my dad was 55 when he had me. He was 55 years old. Okay. My mom was somewhere in the early 40s. So uh, I grew up in an older generation type of atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, God rest his soul, we'll go into that. But uh, he, him and my mom split up when I was seven. So okay. I don't really remember too much before seven. Uh, when the courts decided, I have a sister, uh, a sister who was... 16 months apart from me. Okay. So a close close sister. Uh, but when the courts decided that we we're going to split up, uh, I went with my dad and my sister with my mom. Same state, same city, but just different sides of the track, if you want to call so it that. So he safe to say a huge change in dynamics. Huge change. But I was only seven. So mm. I knew what was going on, but what I didn't know. Did. And, and and this is a crazy thing. I don't mean to start with a sad story, but uh, when it's crazy how you influence kids. So when they were going through a divorce, and at seven years old, you don't know what the hell a divorce is. Nah. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Uh, they put me in counseling in school about it. And I they I, and a funny story, I'll never forget this. It's crazy what you never forget. I'm 30 plus years old and I never forget this. Mm-hmm. We had she had me in the room and I had got out of class. I was happy. Hey, got out of class to go see this counselor. Right. That my parents think that I needed. When I got out of class, she brought me in there with a bunch of G.I. Joe's. And she was like, put them together and let me know. What you think? You know, we'll talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like any kid, you got G.I. Joe's with the little fake guns and some are laying down, standing up, kneeling. Right. I put some on some side, some on the other side, and they were kind of just shooting at each other. I would think that's what any that's kid what, would Yeah. So she tells me, well, how about this guy? And she took one guy from one side and this guy took one guy from another side. Come together and say, hey, fighting is not okay. Mm-hmm. We could be on the same team. I said, yo, they're G.I. Joe's. That's what they do. That's what they do. Right. What the hell would they be doing that for? Right. And she was like, well, is this a, like your mom on this side and your dad on this? I'm like, what? Like, no, my parents ain't G.I. Joe's. Right. What are you talking about right, right. now? And I'm seven. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this, this lady out of her mind. Out of her mind. But that was kind of where it started. But my parents split up. Like I said, I'm with my dad. Living with my dad, it was weird now. So my dad and I could talk about him. He uh he had his own business mm-hmm. and he worked he repaired sterilizer equipment. So uh, you know when hospitals have their equipment, they have to sterilize them right. for the next use. Right. He repaired that equipment that sterilized them. Okay. When I was about six, he put me in karate. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about the karate story. But when I was in karate, he I was in karate. Oh, so, so I, you wait. So you a jujitio? You a jujitio? Here he go. Here he go. Here <laughs> right. he go. No, man, I'm just saying, man. You know, I thanks for telling me that because yeah. if I had to chop you in your neck, I know I've got to stand at a certain angle or something like. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Be prepared right. for what comes right. next. Come on, Bruce Lee. But, <laughs> but uh, so he would take me to karate, and I would go that night. My dad had a big drinking problem, but mm. at seven, you know, you, you don't, don't know. understand, right? So he put me out. I swear he picked this karate studio because it was closest to the bar he used to go to. Wow. I don't know if that was a coincidence, a but that's how it worked. Yep. So he put me in there. I would go from four when I got off well, I got off of school at three, but I would go from four till nine o'clock at night. At karate school. Karate school every single day. And it, I loved it. I was like, yeah. good. This is the, yeah. no homework. Right. Never worried about none of that around stuff. Around other kids. Around other kids. And my karate instructor, I mean, this is my man. This is if I have a father, this is my father. His right. name is Paul Mendoza. Mm-hmm. Shout out Dynamic Mixed Martial Arts in Modesto, California. Mm-hmm. But he was my dad. 
Right. And he raised me to what I am now. Right. When my dad couldn't, because he was at the bar drinking, I would be at karate. <clears throat> excuse me. I'd be at karate for hours. Four or five hours. Yeah. And this hours. Is a, this is all I see. And he the was only like, man you knew so it in comes, that capacity. So if you guys put put your mindsets, you see this kid sitting here for four or five hours, five days a week, like I should be getting paid yeah. as long as I was there. Yeah. And he was like, yo, why are you here so long? I said, like, I don't you know. You don't even know. I'm supposed to know. I said, I'm enjoying it. But let me let me uh, interject just a second yeah. before you keep going, right? Let's kind of rewind back. You you talked about the counseling piece, right? Yeah. That's, that's huge, you know, um, because a lot of kids might have, so many kids might have been in that perspective, like when I talked about, you know what I mean, my upbringing um, and the separating of my parents. Counseling was never even a thought, you know what I mean? So that, that was huge. So I don't how, know what it did. That's that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you, in between the counseling and then end up going in with your dad, did it at that point in time, did you realize or thinking back now, did it did it possibly change something or do something for the better or the, or the worse? Unfortunately, the only thing I remember is that G.I. Joe story. I got you. Okay. That's all I remember. I remember her reading me a book, and it's crazy. It's like some dinosaurs or some like an alligator, and it's about divorce. Mm-hmm. I remember because the book has something to do with it. It's about how an alligator was breaking up with another alligator. I don't remember but a right. lot about it, but that's all I remember. Okay. So I don't know if it did anything because, I, I mean, you got to think, the kid's seven. How much is he how really going to remember? Really, yeah. And so all I know is my, my dad, but uh, so yeah, so I was in karate yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. There was times where he would forget about me. Wow. Just drive home. And, and me be being, stuck. this is like eight, nine years old. Me being that age, I know how to get home. Right. But, but I would come that. out, look, his car would be gone. Like, man, this is weird. Yeah. Everything's closed. You know, pitch black, nine o'clock at night. Right. Uh, my man, my man, my karate instructor would come out. He'd be like, yo, you, you know, your dad come and get you. I was like, oh, yeah, he probably just went to the store or something. Right. I don't know. A little late. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back. Okay, cool. So they would take off. I'd be sitting there. Well, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? There's beefy. no cell phones. Yeah, beefy. You know? Yeah, so we just start walking. So And that became almost a routine. But when I got home, and I remember this night vividly, I walked all the way back. And we're probably talking about... 12 miles mm-hmm. uh, to the house, but it's kind of a straight shot. I know where I'm going. Right. Nothing. I mean, it's hard streets in Modesto, but I survived. <laughs> I survived. Hard streets. Yeah, but I would go home, and he would be on the couch, passed out. I wouldn't wake him up. I wouldn't say nothing to him. Yeah. Just go in, take my shower, or take my bath, whatever I was doing. Right. Go to bed, wake up in the morning, he would apologize. Get back to it. He wouldn't say sorry. He wouldn't say, you know... Hey, I, did I leave you last night? Yeah. It was like, like nothing, nothing ever happened. He was one of those guys, and part of my upbringing, part of the way I am, he never apologized. I never heard him say sorry. So let me ask you, how did that affect you, being a, a grown man now? Now, yeah, it's like, is this why I'm the way I am? Because mm-hmm. I've really apologized. And I need to be more. Sometimes I'm way, like if I apologize, I'm way apologetic. Yeah. But most of the time, it's just like, now I think I try to apologize more because I'm trying to realize he never said sorry. So you never yeah. learned he that. Al- no, he always said, I love you. Right. He always said, I care about you. Mm. And he always said, I'm proud of you. But he never apologized. But he never apologized for anything. Mm. And when I you know, when I tell other people this story, which very few people know, but when I told like my cousins uh, right. when I grew up, right. he was like, man, it's not supposed to be like that. But you don't know. You don't know. And it's like, well, Don't shit, know. baby, this is how I'm supposed to be. And he would always come out to football games. He would come out to karate tournaments, and he would be my biggest cheerleader. He mm-hmm. would record them. He would always watch back. He was very disappointed if what he saw was I didn't try my best. Right. He would, or like my 100%, and um, shout out to Colonel Sherman. Uh, <laughs> but he used to say 100% is a floating scale. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that until pretty much now. But 100% means your 100% on Monday is not going to be your 100% on Tuesday. Right. But when it's time to perform, just like we probably expect our athletes to perform, 100% every time. Every time. That was his expectation. Yeah. You better do your best. And when you lost, you just didn't do your best. Right. He's not better than you. You just didn't do your best. You just didn't try hard enough. So that's my my mindset. Yeah. It was like, all right, we always have to try. We always have to. But with everything but academics. Yeah. Never gave a shit if I came home with a D or a C or never cared. Can you participate in sports? You good. You good. Wow. 
Never care if I did homework. None of that. So that was kind of, and I know it's sad, but that's kind of my upbringing. But you don't know. You, you know, because you're young. Yeah. You're young. This is how I think it's supposed to be. Right. This is how everybody's household it's, is. And, and two, two to opposite sides of the nation. Yeah. Two yeah. totally different people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I told, like I said, I didn't know. You know yeah. what I mean? We talked about the women deal. As far as I know, all these women, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know and what I mean? So- my dad was older, so luckily he didn't have a lot of women coming in yeah. and out of the house. I don't yeah. know if he dated or ever had a girlfriend. Yeah, he probably kept it from you or whatever. Yeah, or, you know, whatever. But he was always at the bar. That was his girlfriend. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, so when I go home to, or go to see my mom, which was on the summertime, you know, it's kind of probably that worked out. My sister would go with my dad. Mm -hmm. I would go with my mom for a month or so, and then we'd switch again. Right. So when I go with my mom, it's a totally different atmosphere. Which she, is it, it's, it's always is in a way you know yeah but she was like on the academic but it was summertime when i went to go see her so no school no school was going so how was school going oh i'm good yeah what did your grades look like i got c's and d's yeah how is that good yeah i don't know like nobody tells me it's bad right it's like are you studying i don't even know what i didn't know what studying was until i came in the military wow i had no idea how to study i don't know what it is uh as long as you were i was athletic and I played every sport, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, mm -hmm. uh, karate for 20 plus years. And so that was my background. That's when football season was over, it was baseball. Right. When baseball season was over, it's basketball. And and when karate was all year round. Yeah. So I will say one thing, and I don't want to just badmouth my dad, but one thing he did was every amount of dollars he ever had, because he was doing pretty good with his own business, mm -hmm. it went to me in sports. It never went to academics. It never went to clothes. It never went to food. It was straight sports. But let's we pause it there for a second too, man. It's like, you know, because me and my me and my sons have talks about that, you know, and me and my wife talked about it as well. It's like people throw money at what they sometimes just can't fix, or they feel like it is the fix. You know what I mean? So again, being older, being a grown man now, like, yeah, that money was thrown in you to sports, but where did that leave you? You know but what I mean? remember, I didn't know how much anything cost. I didn't know it cost to pay right. football. Right, you just know you was doing it. I just know I was doing it. Yeah. I know they talked about it, but I didn't know too much about it. But I look back now, and I didn't mean to jump in this this early, but I will. Mm -hmm. But I know I said it on an earlier podcast that I'm scared to death to have kids. Yeah. Because I don't want to end up like him. Right. Because I don't know if I was raised correctly. I don't know if I was turned around. I don't know if I needed to be turned around. But I don't know if that was the right way. But I don't know any other way. Right. I don't think anybody could ever... I don't think anybody could say I was raised correctly. Because what is correctly? And, that's like that's like saying I was raised perfect. Right. What is perfect? Because you could you could take a kid that... Let's, let's use Jeff, Jeff Bezos, right? Right. If he... He got his kids. Would, his kids would probably have everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, hands down. But does that make him happy? Because oh, yeah. just because I throw a million dollars at you and I say go out to the world, I'm still busy making this million. And if I'm locked into that, what am I missing? I'm missing you going to karate. I'm missing doing karate with you. I'm missing shooting that basketball because I'm thinking, oh man, listen, I, I gave my kid a million dollars the other day. Right. He's straight. Right. Nah, he might not be straight. You know what I'm saying? But I look at the balance that you need to have and it's so hard to have that balance because, excuse me, as much as it's important to have the karate and him to be there and cheerleading, I need the other side as well. I just, as a kid, you're one track minded. I didn't care about the other side. Hey, you giving me this? Cool. Let's do it. Let's right. do it. I knew what the routine was. You show up, you go to karate and you, you know, you do your thing and you go there. But I know with karate and I keep mentioning it, I excelled so much and I love the one-on-one -on -one atmosphere. Right. I love the competition and it's me against him. Right. And that's it. And I, you know, as we say in karate, I love the bang. Love that, that feeling of hand to hand. Right. You could hurt me. But I could hurt you as well. Right. So that's like the challenge. Too. That's the challenge. And same yeah. thing with football, man. I love to get in there and just hit. 
and, and basketball was kind of different, but you still basketball is one of the most physical sports out there when it was mm-hmm. but, right uh F- football, but basketball. Yeah, but yeah, I mean football. You got protection. Basketball yeah. is almost the same yeah, thing yeah, without it's, protection. It's, it's, yeah, it's more raw. Yeah, so I loved it. Like I love coming home with the black eyes and the feeling of bruised ribs right. and stuff like that. I, I don't know why it feels weird now that I'm gave you the feeling it. that you did something. Right. You know, I, but, I got proof that I've done something. There you go. Yeah. But he would be so proud. I think that would. I wish that would happen in the academic field. Right. Because I wish there was some kind of balance. Right. It was like black and white. Right. Like, you either try your best, and I'm going to cheer you on. All my trophies were on the wall, displayed mm-hmm. everywhere. I had three walls full with probably seven seven feet long, about two, three feet wide. Yeah. Trophy displays the cases on three walls. Right. I had my belts hang up. I don't know where my belts are anymore, but mm-hmm. I had my belts up and every, my championship belts were everything. I mean, it's all on display so everybody could see. Right. I even was in a horse racing, and right. I took a horse racing third place. That was up there. A report card? Nowhere to be found. So I ask you this. Was it for him? Do you think it was? I'm pretty sure that he was proud of the achievements. You, But do you think it was more? It was more of a cosmetic thing for him because yeah. to him, if he internally, if he saw these trophies, he was doing good. In reality, those were his mental trophies. Yeah. And I you think because it's not like people would come over to the house. Right. And some of my upbringing, how I am now, nobody comes over to my house. Right. Bro, I'll be honest. You might be the first person to ever come to my house. Okay. Nobody. But he was the same way. Right. Nobody comes over to the house. Yeah. His one guy, and his name was Uncle Hat. I mm-hmm. mean, I was young, but I called him Uncle Hat. Mm-hmm. But his friend. His one, probably one and only friend. Right. And he was the only one allowed in the house. Nobody else would come over. Wow. And so it's like when everybody has, and I think we talked about this off the air, family reunions. Mm -hmm. You have a big family reunion. Mm -hmm. I've never been to a family, uh, my own family 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 reunion. Never. I don't know. We had a small one with my cousins. It was probably like 15 people. Right. But not the ones with the t-shirts. Yeah. You know, 300 people. games and all. Yeah. Never. And so even him's relationship with his he has a brother. His dad died at like a hundred. His mom died at like a hundred and ten. Really? Never met him. Wow. And so they died probably early nineties or late nineties. Okay. He passed away two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Never met him. Never talked about him. Just tell me stories, but that was it. Family is huge, man. And now I and that's why I said like with with kids, man. It's just like how how am I? Do I know what to do? I'm already enclosed as it is, and you know yeah. this. You know me. Yeah. I'm enclosed, and I'm really private, and I think a lot of it is because how he was. But right. I, you know, maybe it is. I don't know. Right. But I'm so internally keep everything in, keep everything. He was the same one. He His his rules were, and it almost sounds like boys in the hood. Mm-hmm. I think it was boys in the hood, but always look a man in the eye. Mm-hmm. Always meet him halfway. Yeah. And never show anybody all your cards. Right. And- I mean, I can repeat them now. Yeah. Like, almost like the Airman's Creek. Yeah. I can repeat them now because right. we said it so much. And uh, that was it, man. That was kind of the upbringing up until I was almost a teenager. Right. That was it, man. It was karate, school, basketball, whatever. No time. I mean, I had my friends and stuff like that. We talked about it. But that was it, man. My friends were these pads that I put on my body right. and would go inflict pain on somebody else. Right. Not inflict pain, but go try to beat the other man. Yeah. And it's come out on top. It's point fighting, so it's not like we're in there. It's UFC, what you guys yeah, see brawling. now. brawling. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's basically a game of tag where you can hit a little harder. Yeah. And there's certain areas you have to hit, so I don't want to uh, make it seem like it's something. But I loved it. Man, we traveled. I traveled all around. I traveled from Texas yeah. to Oregon to Long Beach. I went all over California uh, just to go fight. That was it. It was crazy. And now it's crazy because I meet people who have never been on a plane before. Right. First time I was on the plane was coming to... Uh, to the military. Same with me. So to me, I'm like, I've been on planes since I was nine years old. Yeah. But I remember every amount of money that he was making was all going was to all that. Gone. Yeah. I would get on a plane at nine years old by myself. So so if you had, if you had, if I gave you, if you thought about every word that you ever know, right? And I asked you, if I gave you, you only had one word to describe your father, what would that word be? Relentless. Okay. He was just relentless. No, never a break. One hundred right. perfect perfection. Yeah, everything had to be right. Everything, but nothing changed. There was nothing to mess up his ambiance. There's nothing to mess up his atmosphere. There's nothing to mess up what he did. Everything was structured. Right, very structured. He was a marine. He told me he was a marine. That says a lot. Yeah, he that was, says a lot, man. Where his money went, where his wallet went. Yeah, 
everything was structured. Yeah. It kind of like uh um it's kind of like an OCD type thing. Yeah, before OCD was big. Right. That you could call it that. Because, yeah. I mean, if you look at I could picture his room, and I could picture where his money's at, where his wallet's at, where his belt is at, yeah. where his shoes are at. Everything was, but I'm a kid. I don't know. Yeah, you think that's what's supposed to be. Right. And know? so when he woke up in the morning, what he did, everything was the same way. Nothing changed. But he never allowed change into his life. Yeah. Same way as me. I don't even allow it. What I will do when I wake up on Saturday is probably what I did when I woke up for the last 12 Saturdays. Yeah. The same exact thing. So if anybody needs to, if anybody needs to listen to the point I'm always making, it's you. It's you. You know why? Because you're telling me right now you don't step outside your comfort zone. So, okay. You're right. And I think when you say comfort zone, it's I don't step Unprofessionally, out. you don't. Professionally, you do. Oh yeah, professionally. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unprof- yeah. I'm talking unprofessionally. Don't say unprofessionally, but outside of work. Say what you personally. How per- about that? How about that? Unprofessional. All right, man. Your mic apps looking. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it's you. It's but hard. I'm gonna tell you but something. Man. I don't know. I don't even know how. But what's what's what what other way to figure it out? You you right. It's just and it, it, it's an internal block. I don't even know how. Like uh, I think we were talking about in. Shout out to Brown, man. But we were talking about going over to Brown's house for uh, Saturday night. We were just all going to get together, I think, watch the basketball okay. game or whatever. Yeah. That's not what I do. I say it, but you don't ever see me at nobody else's house. Right. It's always the same thing. And maybe it's just how I'm wired. Maybe it, it, it's it like DNA like, is a motherfucker. It sound, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you are, man. But I'm a only, I, I'm what I tell you all the time, man, I say I would never speak on something I haven't experienced or been through. Yeah. You know? And reason why I'm going to, challenge you on that is because think back to like what we talked about you know the last episode man like my experiences with my father Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i could have kept that i could have kept that box my structure but i had to challenge myself you know what i'm saying i'm gonna tell you this man being a father is one of the greatest opportunities god has allowed me to have i hear that you understand what i'm saying um because I get to be a huge part of another human's life uh, and show what I was shown in a sense and show what I wasn't. You know what I mean? I get a chance to watch uh, uh, another human grow and be a part of that. You know what I mean? A significant part of that. Um, And it's huge to me. Like it's huge to me because it, it changed me to a person being a father, becoming a father changed me into a person that I probably would have never even had an idea of, you know what I mean? Or image of reaching in a sense. Um, and I don't know what your goal is or or what your ideas are of being a father other than what you told me, you know, as far as I'm, you're scared, you know? Yo, you mean this podcast? Never. Yeah. Never. I will. Ne- I never want to be a father. I'm going to tell you, man. I know I know what everybody says, and maybe it's just my, I don't know what they call that thing, but it, it's just the way I feel, just the way I think. And You I, ain't going to be, I'm going to say this to you, you and, and all the fathers out there, going, most of them are going to yeah. understand me. Yeah. It's going to, that's going to, it's a, it's a large, it's a huge chance of it being a key that you probably would never find, but it's going to unlock a door that, man. The, with the things that's behind that door is un- unimaginable. And when I say unimaginable. when I say my life is so structured, it's like not only is it open up a new door and see what's behind it because you really don't know. Mm-hmm. It's allowing that new door in your environment, and that that'll tell you, man. Like with a lot of things, it's like okay, that's not bad. I'll try that. I'll try this. I'll try yeah. that. But you can't just try being a parent. Like you're stuck with it. I mean, you try to get better as you go along, right. but it's not something like a, it's not like a, a sport. Like, oh, I'll try pool. I right. never, you I, know. I, I see what you're saying, yeah. but you can't put it down. No, you can't. Yeah. If you're a real parent, you can't. My man. If and, you're a real parent, you can't. And that's Because because people do it, you know, and that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. You're right, yeah. man. Listen, most people, everybody that know me know I'm bald. Oh, if yeah. we start talking about that, my skull probably gonna start smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. My skull gonna. Uh, you had, what's that cartoon, man? We we he, he catch on fire and flames start coming. That's every cartoon. Whatever <laughs> it is, that's who I'm gonna be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But some people do put it down. Some people, it is a sport to some people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
and that's but sad to the as right. fuck. Because I'll tell you, like when I look back on how I grew up, and I tell other people who grew up totally different, mm-hmm. like had that loving parent and everything like that. And I'm yeah. like, my dad was loving, but he did it in his own way. His like, own way. That's what he knew. Like I can't believe you had to walk home at nine, ten o'clock at night, yeah. at seven, eight years Should've old. Should have never happened. And you come home, and somebody, the person who's supposed to pick you up, is passed out. Right. Should have never happened. Should have never happened. But that's did what he, said, he know? Never... Did he know better? You yeah. know, or there are times, and he would drive home, and I never seen somebody drunk. I didn't know what drunk was, mm-hmm. but he would drive home drunk. And I'm talking about his eyes were probably as, lo- as wide as the headlights uh-huh. on the car, yeah, staring straight ahead and just stuck. Trying to in be like careful. A mo- it really looked like everything else was just like ignoring him beside him. Yeah, like everything else was blurry. Tunnel he, vision. Tunnel vision, and he was just straight ahead. Yeah, and he was his hands. Was, uh, we're always at uh, what is this? Uh, this would be seven and nine. Yeah, always at the or not seven, seven and nine, and seven and five. Yeah. Always at the bottom down here. Yeah, and I'd be like, yo, what in the world? And to me, it's weird, but I'm like, Poppy, okay? Yeah, He's like, I'm good. And I'm like, he focused, focused, and I'm just like, or there'd be times where I was like twelve, and I could tell he couldn't drive. He'd be like, yo, like son, I need you to drive home. I'm twelve years old. Yeah, holy, okay. And I'm thinking he's playing. Yeah. Next thing I know, I look over, he's passed out. You got to get it. I got. I know how to get home. Right. We do. Like I say, routine. Right. I. I know. I, know even, the way. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I know how to do it. Right. It's almost like kinesthetic learner. Yeah. And so I know how to get home. I know how to hit the button. I know how to get in the driveway. Blah blah. blah. I seen him. Too Monday many through time. Friday. Yeah. So you many know, times. for the last seven years. Yeah. And so that when I tell people that, it's just like, how the hell does that happen? To me, that's all I know. Right. That's it. And I never went back and you know told my teacher. Told my students, or told my students, told my uh, friends, mm-hmm. told my classmates. Yeah. Oh my god, I drove home last night. My, right. you know, my you dad knew couldn't better. do it. You knew that. You know what I'm saying? Oh god, <laughs> nah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, like so I, it's it's weird, but as I grew up and uh, talk about my like teenage years, and even when I graduated high school, I moved in with my cousins in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. My dad couldn't. My dad was in the old folks' home at this time, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, kids can't be in the old folks' home. Right. He didn't have enough money. He right. lost his job. So my mom. Really thought I was a thug because mm-hmm. of the people I hung out with. And, I, and he ain't a thug, but go ahead. Not at all. Not <laughs> even a little bit. Yeah. But the people I hung nah, out yeah. with were in that look like it. And we talked about what people look like and stereotyping and all that stuff. Right. Where they hung out with the West Side of Modesto. Mm-hmm. That was where all my friends were at. Right. So she thought because they were doing this smoking weed, staying up late. Right. You know, doing whatever with girls and stuff. I was doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I was complete opposite. I was so structured in life and grew up so structured. I knew to go to school, right. go to karate, go to basketball, come home. That was, your, that was your, your your pattern. That was it. Yeah. And so she didn't know that. So she kicked me out when I was 17. I mm-hmm. was still in school. She kicked me out. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go find somewhere else to stay. I had a car. Thank God I had a car. Yeah. Stayed in my car for a little bit. Uh, had a YMCA membership, mm-hmm. which was actually free if you're a student. Right. I would go take showers at the YMCA. Yeah. Uh, Wash my clothes so when I was in high school, it's funny, but I only had one pair of shoes and my basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. So two pair of shoes. I had four shirt shorts, mm-hmm. four t shirts, and like uh, not age, not uh, undershirts, but yeah, t shirts. Regular wear t shirt. And like three pairs of pants and a pair of sweats. That's it. That's it. So I had a try to think about what I was going to wear. Let me rotate this so everybody, so everybody don't notice. realize. Yeah. Like, man, you picking yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, I already know. Yeah, so yeah. Like, everything was wrinkled. And I didn't even know what wrinkle was. Right. Because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, you got iron your shirt. I never knew what ironing was. I yeah. had no idea until really I was about 20. Yeah. I had no idea what ironing was. Wow. And so when I went to go live with my cousin, and shout out my big cousin. I said my big cousin, George, mm-hmm. my uh, my oldest cousin, Sylvia, man, you know, I love you. And, and Sam, man, thank God for him. Uh, he just had surgery. He's recovering. So well, he's doing family well. is important, man. Man, this is what I'm starting to learn this. So yeah. they opened their door and they really don't know me. It's my mom's side. Right. Remember, I wasn't living with my mom. Right. They really didn't know me. Right. I look back at it now and it's like, man, you didn't even know me. You let me in. I just graduated high school. Thank God by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to live in a new city, Sacramento. Like I said, I had a car. Yeah. So I just drove everything I had, which wasn't that much, lived with them. And I was just living off of them. I yeah. grew a big old beard out and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I got to go to school, got to go to college. But I was failing in college. I had a little job. I was failing a job. Oh, rewind. Before I got that job, I was living with them for probably about, mm, maybe about a month. Mm-hmm. 
And my cousin was like, you have to get a job. I'll tell you how I got this job. It's a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. I looked in the paper back when we had newspapers. Classified. Yeah, I looked in the paper <laughs> for a job. I yeah. called Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I hope whoever's, it, she doesn't listen because I'm bamboozled her. Uh-huh. I called the number. I said, hey, I turned in my application about a week ago mm-hmm. and nobody has called me back. I'm just trying to find out, you know, if I can get some feedback about right. the job or whatever. They were like, let me check in. You know, what's your name? And, you know, I said my name or whatever. And she was like, I don't see you in here. Right. I was like, are you sure? You know, I sent it a week ago. Like, uh, maybe I could resend. I never sent that. So you've always been a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> you always been a damn scam. Yeah. You always was trying to fix fans in 15 yeah, minutes. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see now. Go ahead and keep on talking. Yeah, I'm no, taking I'm notes. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, so she was like, well, how about this? Just come in. We'll give you an interview and see how you were. Uh-huh. So I said, oh, bet. You know, I got an interview. Did not do yeah, it. You ain't got a job application so at you, first. You remember what clothes I had? Yeah. So I said, all right, I'm going in for an interview. I had to take the bus. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go take this bus for this interview because my car broke down. Mm. So I had to take this bus. So my cousin Sam, man, like I said, shout out to him. I owe him so much. He brought me to Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah. We bought a suit. He's like, this is how you go to an interview. Yeah. Never been in an interview in my life. That's what's up. So we That's went there, up. got the job. And so I had that little enterprise running job where I was washing cars. Yeah. What was that lady name? Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't need, remember her this name. Was it, was this in, you said Sacramento. Yeah, I'm going to look this lady yeah. up. Hopefully, I'm gonna tell, she better improve. I, I'm going to tell her but... to take every paycheck she gave you back. <laughs> yeah, old back pay. <laughs> yeah, because I lied. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, after that, man, uh, I'll tell you, these words resonate with me. I'm jumping a little bit all over the place, but um, my cousin was like, you got to go to school and you got to get your degree and stuff. And I was like, man, this is hard. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I've never been meant for academics. Right. I know athletics. Right. That's it. And so she was like, uh, you know, you need to get your bachelor's degree to stay competitive out mm-hmm. there and, you know, in the real Which world. Which is true. Yep. And so I was like, but it's hard. Like, I was going to college and college just wasn't for me. I just, you know, I thought yeah. non-structure would be better. Yeah. Non-structure is actually it's worse. It's worse because you ain't nobody holding you accountable. That's right. So when Nobody's you have to be there, nobody cares if you're there or not. Right. You Man, show up, you show up. You show up. Nobody cares if you got an F or if you got an A+. Plus. Nobody's going to give you credit. Nobody's going to give you a high five. Your name's not on the wall with you. a star. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So she said, if it was easy, everybody be walking around with degrees. Yeah. And yeah. you love competition. So this is your competition. And right. the great thing is, it's competition to yourself. Yeah. That's you it. You holding yourself accountable. That's right. A and huge man, lesson. Yeah. So after that, it was school, school, and school. And that's why I got in the military. I was so school focused yeah. about getting this shit done. And I'll tell you, man, a, a crazy story. And I've never told anybody this in the military. I don't think anybody knows. I don't even think Chief Council knows. Mm. Uh, remember, I'm not academically inclined. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So I went to go, you know, before you come in the military, you got to take the ads out. Yep. I was going to go in the Army because I was like, man, F the Air Force. Yeah. You know, they're little pansies or whatever. Yeah. They're coming to the Army. My cousin taught me. I should my, slap you for saying that. But I know, but, uh, but chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my go cousin go was like, don't go in the Army. You need to go in the Air Force because he was in the Army. Uh-huh. And he was like, every time I was there, the Air Force had all the good facilities, yep. all the good food. Yes, sir. And the transportation. Hey, shout out Big Blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, you need to go in the Air Force. Yeah. The Army ASVAB score at the time, I think, was like a 32. Mm-hmm. And the Air Force, the minimum is a four, was a 40. Mm-hmm. My first time taking the ASVAB, I got a 14. Holy Boy, you did enough to sweep the floors. <laughs> I think you get seven for your name, right? Like, <laughs> so, you was going to be a whole janitor. Yeah, that's hey, it. Sh- hey, shout out to all any janitors out yeah, there. No yeah, disrespect. Yeah, you're done. But go but ahead. Anyway. <laughs> don't cancel me. Don't cancel us. But so uh, you have to wait. And I don't know if anybody knows. You got to wait 30 days to take it take again. Take it again, yeah. So I went back 30 days, took it again. Mm-hmm. I got a 20. Boy. So I was like, oh, my God. So then you got another wait, another, I think it's 30 days to do it again. And if you fail that one. It's a wrap. No, you yeah. got to wait six months. I wasn't going to make should, it six Oh, no, nah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's something okay. like that. I didn't mind to change from now. But no, and yeah. then if you fail again, I think it's like 18 or a year or something like that. Yeah. So I knuckled down. I went to school. I had a tutor at school. And I was asking basic questions. How mm-hmm. to read, comprehend reading. Basic math. I was pretty good at math all the time. Yeah. Science. Uh, I was pretty good with mechanicals. Like, what's a wrench? And I, you know, I knew that stuff. But it was just reading comprehension. I couldn't do it. Right. Anyway, I went back my third time and I got a sixty-eight. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I all picked right. being a cop. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go personnel, and they were like, "You're in the delayed enlistment, and so you're gonna have to wait." I think it was like three months for the job to open. I said, "I'm not gonna make it." Yeah, I need it. I need to go now. Yeah, I'm not gonna make it. So, uh, 
Yeah, they say, oh, you be security force and then cross train. But yeah. uh, shout out to my cousins, man. But that's really me in a nutshell. I mean, I know it's jumping all over the place. Yeah. That's if, really, if we told our whole story, man, it'd be four or five episodes. Yeah, that's it's hard. But that's really, I mean, the upbringing, when I tell people, it's like, oh, my God. And the more I tell people, or the, the probably five people that know and whatever is going to listen to this episode know mm-hmm. now, it's like, how? Oh, my God. You, don't, you never know people's story. Yeah. Everybody has a story, yeah. man. And that's why... Like I told you, you know, before, man, and as I say all the time, that's why I, th- I think respect is huge yeah. because you never know. You judging somebody for what you may be seeing, but you don't know what they've been through. You know what I mean? Don't 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 judge my story or don't, you know, criticize my story unless you know what I've been through. Yeah. You know how you you really can't hate on anybody because everybody road is different. Whether you came in with a little more privilege or you came in, you suffered a little more or you struggled a little more. You know what I mean? It's the point of how far did you make it? Did you make it this far? You here? Hey, let me shake your hand. Congratulate you. Because things probably could have went bad, you know? So that's why, like I said, it's, it's big to respect people, man, because you never know their story, bro. Yeah. And, and what you, what you've been through makes you who you are, you yeah. know? Um, it took a lot, man, for me huge, to tell bro. this shit, man. Nah, it, 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 it took huge, a lot. It's, it's when we were thinking about it, I was like, man, I'm glad I ain't got to do that because I don't know how he just did it. But I say your my inspiration came from your story yeah, because you were able to say it. And the shit that happened to you, I'm just like, holy shit. Bro, I, I, I say to myself, I at least man, had both parents. I mean, you were a kid. kid a kid. And I had nobody to look after. Yeah. It was just me. Right. And I, like I said, shout out. Like you shouted out to your cousins, man. Shout yeah. out to my aunts. You know, my cousins, you know what I'm saying? My grandfather, God rest his soul, man, because family is big, you yeah. know? And he, even my even my family that wasn't there close every day, like my family down in Georgia, they always held me to a standard. Like, if they saw me because we didn't see each other all the time, they always let it be known to me that, like, I'm happy to see you. Man, you know what and I mean? that was so big. And no, that's I, huge, I didn't know man. what that felt like it's because it's just me bro. and my pops. Yeah. And, uh, man, shout out to my auntie side, man. I almost forgot about her. I didn't forget about you, auntie. Yeah. Uh, my cousin Chrissy. But that's that's why I'm like that with my cousins now because now I got younger cousins. Yeah. And I remember when I was their age, my cousins looked after me, which right. is now their kids. Right. So now it's my turn right. to look after them and mm-hmm. have to... Uh, Giving them everything they need mm-hmm. to be successful. But I don't know what successful is. Am I giving them too much? Yeah, not Am I not enough. giving them enough? Yeah. Am I giving you enough so you don't you think you never have to work for nothing in your life? Right. And so it's like I said, it's that's a balance. Bro, it's and that's why I say I'm so scared about kids because that reason right there. I just got cousins and I think yeah. about things I do for them, I'm like, man, I should like I'm not I don't want to be the cousin like Santa Claus. Right. Every time I see you, I got a prize. Give you Every time you come here, we're going out and we're having fun. Like this yeah. is real life. Yeah. Cause this ain't real life. Nah, it's nice. It's only, it's only temporary. That's this ain't right. day to day. But if they get in that mindset, oh, every time I see my cousin Dominic, I always get to ride around his car. I yeah. always get to go to the game store. Yeah. And I always get But I would say still create those good memories, man, because that's the big piece to it. Those memories. Like me and my wife was talking last night, man, and I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a brag a little bit. We was talking last night in my backyard in the pool, you know, and I'm only bragging because I can't, I didn't come from any of that, you know what I mean? So that's my internal you achievement. The, wait, you ain't gonna talk about the lights in your pool? <laughs> I, well, you, gotta, see, you always gotta go extra. Yeah, yeah I turned the lights on. I turned the lights on. No, I did. My daughter showed me a couple months ago. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I'm saying? We was in the backyard, man, and we was talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. It's it's important, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's important for your family and, and it's important for people to be able to be enjoyed when they come around you or have those memories, you know, because what we was talking about was just, again, you know, parts of my story in the, in the good times, you know, and some of the bad times, uh, you know, but we was just talking about the things I was coming through. My mind was like, man, I remember these things, but I remember these things because they bought me joy. You know what I mean? And I remember some of the stuff because it didn't. But. I'm going to always hold those situations and those events near and dear to me because I could look back on them and smile. You know what I mean? I could look back on them and say, man, I'm glad I had those times, you know? And my goal as a father, as a parent is to double those joys and those memories for my kids because those memories last forever. You could spend, I'm going to tell you, if you're a parent right now and, 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 um, you haven't ever thought about this. I'm just going to give you my opinion. Like Christmases and, and, and uh, birthdays and stuff for a little while, me and my wife stopped spending a bunch of money on Christmases. Mm. We we gave our kids, a, you know, give us a list. We get a couple things off that list, you know, m- you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars per kid. But we always took our kids on a trip. Mm. We went on, we've been on seven cruises. You know, we haven't did a destination trip 
but once we went to Indonesia, I took him to Bali, you know, um, but yeah. we always take, we go on a trip before COVID hit. We go on a trip every year, even when I was overseas. Cause those, I can buy them sneakers, yeah. right? I could buy them a PlayStation. Yeah. I could buy them an iPhone, but that stuff going to lose its value. Yeah. It's going to break. It's going to, it's going to be another version that come up. That stuff going to be gone by the time the next Christmas come. But that trip, those memories, those photos we take, those videos, those things we did, bro, they going to remember that forever. Yeah. So if you're a parent and you, Save your money up, and, and if you can't do that trip until that one Christmas, all that money you you spending on those clothes and those electronics, save that money up month to month like you normally do. Plan you a trip and take your kids somewhere they've never been. Yeah. Bro, they going to hold that so for so long and so close to them, you you wouldn't believe. Yeah. You wouldn't believe, man. We Like I said, my daughter, we look at, you know, especially with social media now, Facebook might pop up with a memory or two, you know, and they look back at that stuff, man, and there's so many good memories. Like, it was a goal of mine to do that with my children, and I achieved it, and it was a more, it was a bigger goal to get the generation above me to do it, because my aunts and them, they work hard, you know what I'm saying? And they came from a generation where traveling and stuff may not have been as easy as it is now. So my biggest goal was to get them, you know, my aunts to go on a cruise with me and see, you know, and uh, we had, we had planned it a couple of times, you know, every, all of us fall upon hard times or things just don't work out the way they work out. So not everybody was able to make it, but I did get my one aunt to go with me and shout out to my aunt, Bev. I love you. Definitely. You know it. Um, Bro, I got on the first cruise, man, and she, she was she was lit, bro. She was lit and she was hooked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She like, when the next one? You, we right. And she been on the next one with us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And my godmother, I got her the same way. I told them, you you better get your passport. If you a grown adult and you listen to me right now, you don't got your passport, hey, we going to knuckle up when I see you. Oh, God. Uh, get your passport, you man. Go somewhere. Yeah. And Go somewhere, A lot bro. of people don't know the importance of stuff that stuff like that. Yeah, it's important, it, bro. Like, it's important, I'll man. tell you, and it's funny you say about holidays and stuff. Uh, when I grew up, my we never did Christmas. My dad, my dad, my mom was real big on, on holidays, mm-hmm. decorating the house and mm-hmm. everything. Easter was decorated, New Year's, de- or, or New Year's and, and Thanksgiving, everything's decorated. Right. He was at the part where I'll take care of you throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So you don't get nothing on certain certain days. Yeah, you, you you get all year long. Right, but that's how I grew up. Now right. I know better. It was different. My my family always party. You know, like my aunts and we had my grandfather. It, that stuff was huge. You yeah. know, I think I kind of stopped around the time when my mom around the time my mom had passed and and okay. that kind of faded because I was just in I was in another space. Yeah. I could really care less. You know. Um, and I think I had another, I had a birthday party at like 16, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that was around time my father, my you came home from prison, yeah. you know, he felt like, let's do that. You okay. know what I mean? Um, but I, I'm going to tell you this as a grown man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Once I, after I came in and all that, I asked my wife and you see it, bro, I would, anytime I can make it home, I throw myself a party every year that I can make it home. All right. But it's not more so about me. It's more about I know if I do this, I'm getting my family together and we're gonna party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard. You know, yeah, I know they coming, huge. they gonna show love. I mean, cats I went to high school with, cousins, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. we make sure we get together because ain't no telling when I'm coming back home. You right. know the life we live, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I might see my family February 17 and might not see them again till December 2020, which it might be, really? you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's huge, bro. Like and it's like I said, it's not about me. It's the fact that I could do this and I can bring my people together. Cause because nobody gonna live forever, bro. Yeah. Life is not permanent. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a day. So anybody out there you can spend time with that you love, bro, spend time with them, man. Cause those, those memories will never ever fade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless you until you leave this earth, right. you're gonna always keep that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's huge, man. Yeah. It's huge, bro. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh avenue to let me in a little bit let me out a little bit i guess yeah. and, and say a little bit about my life it's kind of like i said if some people think it's crazy i think it's normal it oh it, it, oh believe me it, it, it opened up a lot of conversation for you and i bro oh yeah yeah definitely we, we, definitely we gonna chop a, it up oh we always believe do that. man and, uh big mike man i'm gonna say it and i know you probably don't want me to but i'm gonna say it anyway Happy motherfucking birthday, dog. Ah, here you go, <laughs> Happy man. birthday yeah, to the big Mike, Yeah, it man. is tomorrow, but I definitely appreciate it, man. You know, I'm be 28, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the way. It's the way. You, you know hey, it ain't about the numbers, how you feel. It's how you it's feel, how and how I feel 28. I feel 28. So that's that's how old I am. Yeah. I don't care what none of y'all yeah, say. Yeah, this episode you know will come out after your birthday, but, yeah. man, happy birthday, Appreciate bro, you, bro. Man. Appreciate you, man. I you busy day Yeah, yeah, I'm about to go back and spend time with my family. You know, woke up, you know, my daughter, but when you hear this, I hope you get mad. I don't even care. She got up. She made herself a salad, you know, with the bacon on and all. You think she made me something? 
She ain't make not. me a damn thing. What's she making you something for? It's my damn birthday weekend. Tomorrow. No, no weekend. See, see, no, no, no. See, let me tell you something about me. Let me tell you something about me. Well, if my birthday falls on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe the morning of Monday is going to be my birthday. I just I, That's how I rock. You know what I'm saying? You're the ones that try to hold down the whole month. Yep. yep that's just, hey, August, might as well. August is mine. Might as well. August is mine. My, hey, I only get one day out the year. Damn it. <laughs> now I'm going to make it three days. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, but somebody get this boy some food. Hey, man. somebody cash at me, man. Man, hey, I don't, I don't know my cash app might be like dollar sign M Denson or something like that. But find me, you got my number, send me five dollars, man. You know, what shit, I buy me a McDonald's uh, egg McMuffin. Or oh, something. he uh, he came in with his McDonald's. Shut up, man. He came. I wasn't playing. Y'all thought I was playing. Check the old episodes. He came through again <laughs> with the Mickey D's cup. Uh, but unpopular celebrities, man. Yeah, you man. never know what we gonna be, man. What we yeah. gonna talk about, man. But I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope y'all heard something in here, man, that it that it resonate with you and uh you know, learn something, teach one, reach one, teach one. You know what I'm one, saying? Teach um, each one, teach one. Shout out to that too. Now that I just thought about it, my man Eric Burge, he got a group, man, and he he is a uh, senior master in the Air Force, and okay. you know he he is uh, E8 for y'all that don't know, but um, he got a he got a group, man, called Each One, Reach One. Oh, okay. Um, and he is doing his thing, bro, doing his thing. So y'all out there, look him up on Facebook, man. He had me talks about everything. Yeah. DNI, diversity and inclusion, man. Just, you know, society was going on now. Educating one is educating, you know, a lot. You know what I'm saying? If that's the only one you can reach. And by and hopefully it causes a ripple effect, you yeah. know. So shout out to him too, man, doing big, great things. And we're going to get him on here one day too, okay. man, because the man got a lot of knowledge, man. And okay. I appreciate him a lot. So, so uh, Shout out Chief Council, man. He made it out there. He started the job and everything. He's doing good. So we'll check on him try to get him on here somehow do it overseas uh shout out jason hallman man i ain't forgot yeah. about you man we ain't said it since the first episode yeah. i ain't forgot about you ty simmons ain't forgot about you man i love your book as always i appreciate your book if you guys need to go check it out 30 days of courage leadership uh make sure you guys are courageous i can't read 30 Come days on, of courageous right, leadership man. get it right 30 days of courageous leadership go ahead and check it out man get it off amazon any last words from my man big mike happy hey, birthday man. birthday boy unpopular celebrity yes, what you got man. hey just celebrate your weekend celebrate the people you love man um just try to be a good person in general you know if like i said it's a lot going on in the world and what we need right now is just people to people to come together and kind of you know uh attack the evils of the world you know what i'm saying let's if we, the more we can do together man it's, it's just impossible so just just be a good person all around man and just if you some you see somebody today you don't know, you know give them dap or something on yeah. air high five because i know it's a lot of covid 19 going on and for some of us you know, stay safe. cornelius 19 or whatever you want to call <laughs> Brody it Rome. Yeah. yeah stay but, um, safe yeah, out just there. stay safe man unpopular celebrities yeah. you already know what it is yeah peace